Hello, everyone. This is Samir Bouyan, and welcome to React, a podcast designed to help you connect with and learn from students and their journey in figuring out what we want to look forward to in life. What's up, Reactors? I'm back with another episode to talk about an important issue, social media. Of course, we all are somewhat linked to social media in one way or another. We use it every day, and it's interesting to see how it affects us. It also ties into multitasking since most of us have fallen prey to scrolling through social media while remote schooling is in session. Multitasking has become a common theme in our lives in the last couple of months. It kind of is a big wonder how we manage it all. We depend on our smartphones for work, school, personal, and social lives. When was the last time you left your phone, your, your house, without your phone and kept going? The internet has become a significant part of our daily lives. So too has social media. And it is having an impact on today's teens and really everyone in the world. A couple of statistics I found is that in 2005, when social media was still in its origin, only about 5% of users in the United States were involved in social media. In 2019, that figure grew to nearly 70%. Pew Research Center surveyed social media usage and popularity among U.S. adults in early 2019. The survey found that while the most used social, social media platforms for adults are YouTube and Facebook, teens prefer Snapchat and Instagram, while TikTok was reportedly the fastest growing social network among young users. And in 2021, we can definitely say that is a fact. Social media use is nearly universal today among teens. The same research center reported that 97% of 13 to 17 year olds use at least one of seven major online platforms. The amount of time spent on social media sites is pretty astounding. One report indicates that the average teen from 13 to 18 spends about nine hours on social media each day. Tweens ages 8 to 12 are on about six hours a day. That's a pretty remarkable number, the last one, but all these facts are crazy. I mean, I, I remember a few weeks ago, I was just scrolling through, um, you know, device care um, on Samsung phones. They have this like device, like, care, like notification. It's like how much time you spend on your phone and, and what apps and all. And like, it, it was interesting because I spent like, like eight hours one day on, on Instagram. And it's, it's because, yes, I did have a slow day, not too much work, but man, I mean, like eight hours on Instagram isn't too healthy, isn't too healthy. Like most users, using social media has its positives, its cautionary tales and dangers that lurk and impact our lives. For some of the good things, social media offers us great convenience and connectivity. We're staying connected with family and friends worldwide via email, text, FaceTime, etc. We have quick access to information and research. You know, sometimes whenever we're lost, we just pull up Google Maps and we can figure out where to go from there. We have content discovery. You know, even, even on crazy sites, crazy platforms like TikTok and Instagram Reels, you can see so many people doing so many different things, very cool and interesting things. We see involvement in civic engagement, like fundraising, social awareness, that provides a voice 
for young teens and people. Of course, a lot of people right now are fundraising for different um, organizations that are helping towards COVID. And it's great, great to see that. Especially, I remember um, the unfortunate circumstance, uh, George Floyd. <clears throat> everyone was posting and everyone was showing respect. And that was, that was super great, super great. And finally, we see social media being used as great marketing tools, promoting clubs and organizations. That's amazing, amazing to see this. And it's great, great to see that people are taking good advantage of these platforms. But there are drawbacks, especially during the virus that have brought on a lot of hate. The social media, the nature of social media really does present a huge range of potentially negative issues. We see the issue between being online and being real, I guess. You know, social media itself really isn't the problem. It's the way we're using it um, in place of actual communication and in-person socializing. Disregarding COVID, but, you know, friends on social media might not be actual friends. They may be even strangers. I mean, take a look at your Instagram or Snapchat followers. Unless you have a public account, you really should be aware of your followers. Are you comfortable with random people looking at your pictures and videos? Can you trust them? Think about it on the other side. As a follower, would you want to follow a random person with no context? Sure, they might be in the same college or school as you, but would you be comfortable? If yes, then, then that's okay. That's good for you. But to those that are creeped out, you know, just, just take a look at your list of followers. I remember um, in the summer of 2020, there were a couple of issues that random people would take pictures of a uh, young woman and um, you know do really bad things with it. And it's interesting because some of those accounts were private. So you had to accept them before you had to accept the follower. You know, it's not like, like, that's why I was saying, unless you have a public account, you really shouldn't have, a pro you really should check out what is going on with your account and your followers. Number two, uh, uh, negative impact, potential negative impact is, like I said, increased usage. More time spent on social media can lead to cyberbullying, social anxiety, depression, and exposure to content that might not be age appropriate. I mean, I see my, uh, my younger sister who recently joined Instagram. At first, you would check it once a day or, you know, for maximum of half an hour. It wasn't that much. Um, now she's spending hours and she follows many of my college friends and upperclassmen high schoolers, which might not be a positive influence. But even among adults, we see a lot of hostility. I remember that during birthdays, one of my friends would check every 10 minutes to see who commented um, on his girlfriend's birthday post. And that insecurity really caused my man to spend so much time on that day to really, really not have as much fun as we, we should on a birthday celebrating a person. In other cases, those who frequently post also check frequently about their comments and their likes. So we see that the usage overall is increased. And it also leads me to my next point, creating addiction. Like I was using the example of my friend, when you're playing a game or accomplishing a task, you seek to do it as well as you can. Once you succeed, your brain will give you a dose of dopamine and other happiness hormones, making you pretty happy. 
the same mechanism functions when you post a picture on social media. And, you know, when you see these notifications for likes and positive comments, you do get that um, subconscious reward. And, I mean, the whole idea of social media really is mood-modifying experiences based on people's mood. They'll like it, they'll comment it. And it shouldn't be this addictive. Another, another range of possibilities that to have negative impact is, is fear of missing out. Um, it's become a common, common theme. <laughs> I want to say FOMO, but um, it's, it's, a, it's a common theme and often leads to continual checking of social media sites. The idea that you might be missing out on something um, can really affect your mental health. I remember those those black squares for Black Lives Matter movement in, in June or I think around June. Um, all those posts, it was interesting because all those posts weren't really bringing awareness at that point because the movement was huge and strong. You know, on every news outlet, everyone was talking about the whole movement. But a lot of people were posting these black squares for FOMO, fear of missing out. And the evidence is their post count. I mean, many people barely post and somehow they popped up on that Tuesday. They posted that Tuesday. And it's an interesting case because they felt, I feel that they felt more compelled to post it and get those likes that, hey, you know what, this person reached out and is posting a black square, rather than feeling confident in posting a picture of themselves. I, uh, I'll go on the record by saying that I didn't post a black square. Um, not that I don't support the Black Lives Movement or anything, I do. But, you know, like many others out there, I felt that posting black squares, yes, it's effective in one way, but not effective in many other ways. Anyways, another idea that's been boggling a lot of people's minds is self-image issues. Social media sites provide tools to allow people to earn others' approval for their appearance and possibility to compare themselves with others. Again, kind of tying in with literally everything I've been saying. Um, you know, there, there are people out there, the selfaholics, selfieholics, and people who spend most of their time posting and scrolling, they're the ones to be vulnerable to self-image issues. In fact, most uh, college girls, this is, this is uh, this statistic, excuse me, from the same research center from before, which said most college girls who use Facebook or Instagram at least five times a day are likely to link their self-worth to their looks. That doesn't mean the main problem is social media. It means that it provides a medium for self-image issues. It, it allows a platform to build on these you know, issues that we have, uh, which is elevating the problem. And this behavior is negative to not only you know users like the people who are actually posting but also people who are following so what's the resolution do we give up social media uh, not really it's it's interesting you keep staying on social media if you want but be careful the follower count really doesn't matter people will remember your name not how many people follow you let's focus on having a positive effect on people, whether it's being on social media or in person. Of course, we may not be hugging everyone now and, you know, shaking hands, but make sure to be stay, you know, make sure to stay safe, even online.
What I mean is you can leave a positive effect even without being on social media. You know, sending a text, sending, doing a phone call. But regardless, I ask you to do this experiment sometime soon. And the experiment is to try to log out of your social media accounts for a week or two and see how that affects you and those around you. Make sure to remember your passwords and change them now if you don't remember them. Um, I remember I don't, uh, I didn't like really memorize or write down my, my Insta passwords and all. And anyways, the point is try this experiment. Um, I think it will give you all a new perspective on yourselves, those around you, on life, on the world. I started a few days ago. Um, and I will keep you posted on how I felt after a week or two. Um, for the first few days, I was like, I was really on the urge of you know, coming back. Um, I, I, I will be honest, I'm still using GroupMe because a lot of my classwork and, um, you know, like team building, like team assignments that I have for class, I need to use that medium. But like Instagram and Snapchat, I've, I've been trying my best to stay away from and see how that goes. But um, seriously, guys, stay safe, even online. It's important to really understand that, like I said, the reality versus social media reality are two different things. Um, so with that, stay strong, stay safe, stay hungry, stay a little foolish, but most importantly, stay happy.